Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonich and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. And uh, I, I'm all kitted out with a nice new mic, which I'm should be sounding a little bit more crisp to, to everyone. Um, but yeah, I'm joined as uh, as per usual by uh, Mr. Ben Goddard. How are you, mate? Good afternoon. Yeah, I've got no mic, just the usual uh, voice to laptop scenario. So yeah, you probably got to get one as an, as always. Get get hashtag get better mic. I think that needs to trend. <laughs> Start going the page. <laughs> we all know what we all know it needs to happen and uh, we were away last week uh due to all the the covid stuff going on we thought may as well just leave it just leave it you know let it let that it was on holiday that's why and, and ben was and ben was on holiday as well that that also you know contributed to that but i thought you know it would probably best to give it leave it a week um but yeah so we're gonna discuss everything that's been going on in the last couple of weeks with the balls mate um you were back from holiday i uh, went to brackley uh on the weekend and a, a defeat away from home, one nil defeat, and a red card as well, mate. Um, what went wrong? Um, what went right, really? Um, <laughs> from the start, I mean, it, it didn't look good from the start because uh, even from myself, you, you, when you see the players come out, I was checking who was there, who wasn't there, and there was a lot of young faces, a lot of under-18s. Well, there's two under-18s on the bench. And Toby Raisin, who's been recalled from loan at Murphy. Well, uh, finishes loan at Murphy, sorry. Um, so, yeah, didn't start well, great. I thought um, kind of it was real bare bones squad. Um, first 11 was, I mean, uh, I think Mazi Arcuya was the player who got pulled out of it. Uh, he became ill on Saturday morning. So he was meant to be in the first 11, which probably gave him another option on the bench, but there was no options on the bench. <laughs> uh, George Forsyth has come back from injury and he was the only real senior player and um, Jan Klikowski and the two senior players on the bench and, um, and obviously Toby, Toby Raisin who, um, yeah, who, who didn't feature um, but yeah so yeah going into the game I thought it would be we could be a maul in and it could turn a bit ugly uh, as it happened Hereford did really well actually battled well um James Vincent with the best shot of the first half. Uh, probably should have buried it. Um, probably didn't quite catch it well enough or let the goalkeeper have a sniff at saving it, and he did save it. And then um, second half, Boston started to come into started controlling the game a bit more. Um, and then the big chance of the game, um, Gordon saw his say his shot saved uh, by the goalkeeper, and then a minute later, Owen Evans' shot was saved. And then, then straight up the other end, Boston scored the only goal. And um, before the game, it was quite clear that if Boston scored first, they'd probably win. Brackley. 
craft league. <laughs> <laughs> so plays down south beginning with B, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, put Boston's up north, but yeah. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. You know yeah. what I mean? That, isn't there a Boston in London? Am I making that up? Am I making that up? Is that yeah, it's, it's Vanarama North, so you know what I mean. It's gotta yeah. be in the north. Well, I don't uh, know what I'm on about, but yeah. Sorry, Brackley. If um if Brackley scored first, they're probably gonna win the game because they see out games really well. And that was the case really. As soon as they took the lead, all the avenues that Hereford had going forward were no longer there. Um, they completely shut up shop, really did it really well, and they you just couldn't see Hereford scoring. Um, and then to add insult to injury, Christian Pierce goes diving in for no reason whatsoever and takes out the Brackley player and gives the referee a decision, whether it's a straight red. Maybe he's a little bit harsh, but he's made that he gave the referee the choice to send him off. Um, and the referee's gone for the red, um, which for me is a bigger blow than a defeat because the next because going to the league leaders and going behind a late, um, midway through the second half when you've had chances to win the game or go ahead at least at one nil and the game's over, it's, it's not too bad i mean the performance was pretty decent um so yeah but to have that red card he's going to be missing three games now and you saw the impact when he came in during november and they went five games without conceding the goal um there's there's no senior defender also luke Haynes suffered injury which doesn't help matters because he can't now depending on how bad his injury is he might not be able to fill in at center half so now Josh Gowlin has got Ben Pollock as centre half, and without a second centre half to go in alongside him. Uh, so it's a big if Ben Luke Haynes is injured, which obviously got taken off injured against Brackley. If that injury is serious, then that's a real problem for the next three games that Christian's out. And it was stupid to be sent off. There was no need to be sent off. Brackley scored a second goal in the 90th minute. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really change the 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 game the result. It changes one goal result, but that's the only repercussion of that. Instead, he's gone diving in and got sent 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 off. Just ridiculous, ridiculous decision to go diving in and give the referee a choice whether to send him off. Whether whether he deserves to be sent off is not. It's a bit irrelevant. He's give the referee a decision to choice a choice whether to send him off or not. And for me, that's just stupidity. And it's it's not something you expect from a player of that that level of experience either, um, no. especially when you know his is um is he he probably knows and I'm sure Josh Gowling's informed them of his is is real vital importance to the, to the setup like it's it's just it's ludicrous when you think about it. Yeah, no, it was a ridiculous decision to get himself sent off. Maybe maybe he's gone on holiday or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just seemed ridiculous. Like why jump in like that in ninetieth minute of a game that's already gone. And nil nil, yeah. or if Hereford are one nil up, then yes, make make that decision. And if if he dives in at one, at Hereford are leading one nil ninetieth minute, and the player just got away from him. Fair enough. He probably goes off to an, a stand innovation from the Hereford fans then. You know, because he's saving a goal opportunity at one nil up. That's a completely different scenario to one nil down, losing the game, and then going jumping in. I don't know why he did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we we've spoken mostly. Well, it's been mostly about um, people not being available. Uh, one person who potentially will be available, Ben, is new signing Dinesh Gilella, um, or is it Gilella? I, I, I'm I'm still not fully uh, up to date on the pronunciation. Um, Gilella, Gilella, Gilella. Former. Um, I, I knew. I know the name because I know he played for Bournemouth previously, um, as well. Um, I mean, right back. Jared Hodgkiss is out. I mean, it's probably, it's a it's a good little signing for Hereford. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's obviously not up to the the standard of Jared or the seniority of Jared Hodgkiss, but yeah, he's um, a, a decent replacement. Yeah, he yeah he had a good debut. He looked okay going forward. He did his job as fullback. Um, don't expect too much from him. Um, I think Hereford have been a bit spoiled with Leviando uh, going forward, and what the the and how he progressed in a ball shirt and how he showed up. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get that sort of. I think he he, he kind of cut, mirrored the rest of the Hereford team. They they completely didn't have that final ball, that final pass, and when he came forward, he didn't have that final ball or pass either. Um, so whether it's just the COVID situation, obviously it's not been de- not been good. Um, having players out, missing training, I think three weeks worth of training um, without a competitive game. Uh, so yeah, just it didn't seem the performance was there. It seemed like they were they'd gone back three months. It seemed like a performance Hereford did in October, where the performance was there. They had enough chances going forward. They had enough possession going forward. But they just didn't have an end product. And it was like going backwards to October, watching Hereford at Brackley. Yeah, definitely. It's it's something that, you know, Josh will have to work on uh, going into the, the coming games. I mean, you, we've got uh, Gateshead on the weekend and then and then Kiddy after that, who, you know, shout out to Kidderminster, flying in the FA Cup, doing the National North proud. Uh, they've got, I think, West Ham United in the next round, which is, is absolutely massive for them. So, congratulations! Um, but, but, but Ben, go, going into this period and going into the rest of of the season, there's going to be surely more more names coming through the door, especially with the situation we're going through at the moment. There's he, he's looking at free free bringing free players in um, left back because they haven't got a left back in the squad, a centre back um, to replace. Pierce, who's going to be out for three matches, um, and a centre mid, possibly. But I think the the two defensive positions are more important. Um, so they're 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 looking at bringing them in this week. Um, expect them before Saturday. Probably released on Saturday, knowing Josh Gowlin and what he's like. <laughs> Give me about ten minutes notice um, that that they're going to sign. So I'll be uh, eagle-eyed of who's coming out, although even if I spot them, the new player, I won't be able to put a name to a face, no doubt. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if, if hopefully I'll find out before five to three on Saturday. But <laughs> You never know with Josh. You certainly yeah. never know with Josh. Yeah. Um, it's when the team sheets come out and you're like, <laughs> well, who's that name? Quick Google. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be like that. Um, yeah. So hope, hopefully I'll find out before five to three who they've signed. But I expect at least two to come in through the door this week. Um, the only problem is the money's not there. 
So mm. it's not like Hereford got this massive budget that they can just dip into and say, oh, yeah, we'll have a, a League One defender for a month on loan. Because the League One clubs will want paying for that defender. So you're then looking at kids and under-21s that need senior match time. But are you going to put an under-21 straight in Edgar Street in front of 2,000 fans as centre-half? So it's yeah. who who's going to come in as centre half on on Saturday? Might be Toby. Possibly, possibly. It's a lot of pressure on Toby to come in. I know he's played at Merthyr, but it's a it's another level up. It's a lot of pressure on Tobes to come in in front of two thousand fans and to lead that. Ben Pollock will have to lead the centre half partnership because he's the more experienced, even though he's only been playing centre half for a season or well, not even a season for six months. Not well, not even that long, but yeah. Um, so he's going to have to lead it, but hopefully Haynes isn't too badly injured. They, I think, there was a glimmer of hope from what Josh was speaking after Brackley that hopefully he's not as bad as he originally feared, and once the swelling goes down, he'll be okay. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be Haynes and Pollock um, on Saturday, unless they can bring in an experienced centre back. That Josh Gannon would have to ask a lot of favours from his old friends to try and get an experienced centre-back on the cheap or for free to come in Saturday. Um, that, But that's the dilemma that P- Christian Pierce has now put on the club by getting the straight red. And there's not there's not a lot of backup, is there? I mean, mm. yeah, it's uh, yeah. difficult. And it's going to be an interesting uh, scenario to see how it plays out this week and going into Saturday. It's the reality of football in the National North. You sort of have to, you know, if for people who are really, I, I didn't follow the league until until starting the pod and starting working with the Hereford Times and, and you realise it's so reaction, you have to be reactionary with your decisions. Um, it, it's so different to, to top level football where they, they have to invest a lot of money and, and plan. Whereas it is so tight that you have to sort of invest in the short term as well as, as the long term. It's, it's really um, it's it's an interesting one as to how like every single decision of a player on a pitch and every bit of form could could relate to a, a, either a new player coming in or that player leaving. It, it's it's well, it's doggy dog really. It, it, it really is. Scenes as well that we'll talk about later. But if if Hereford had bumper attendances over Christmas, then maybe there'd be a pot of money. To say, oh, you need a centre back for three weeks. Go and go out with that money that we've got over the Christmas period. And go and get a centre back from on loan from a League One Two club, but obviously there was no games over Christmas, so that has an impact and a direct impact, not just on yeah. here and now, but also has an impact on next season and how they're going to try and budge, budget for next season because this this season's attendances is for next season's budget, and so if you have a COVID hit season like this season where attendances are down because fans don't want to attend or haven't invested in a season ticket because they're, they're a bit fearful of getting COVID because because they're vulnerable and they don't want to sit in a packed stadium every week and they don't want to jostle and try and get to the bar and, you know, everything else in football. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, it's not the best, most COVID-free atmosphere. It's okay if you're just walking in, sitting in the stand, but it's everything else that goes along with football, isn't it? It's the queuing at the burger van. It's this, that and the other, you know? And not, exactly. not everyone is in a situation to, I mean, the majority of people are fine now and are going out and living life generally as as it was. 
but there's there's still quite a lot of people that aren't and still fear still fear for their health and you understand that you know and uh yeah. no and those are people that would have attended every week and maybe are staying away for for completely justifiable reasons but it has a knock-on and uh so yeah the the and like if you go on a, a fa cup run like kitty then all of a sudden there probably is money in january for an extra two three players if you want it to try and push on for the playoffs or for promotion because the fa cup money but if you're not in that fa cup run then you haven't got that pot of money to dip into so it, it is difficult and we'll have to see how it plays out definitely um Talking of um, behind the scenes, um, we all love a few cheeky transfer rumours. We love we love little manager rumours. Linking everywhere, here, there and everywhere. Um, Josh Gowling to Boston, Ben, are, are reading this plan. I haven't actually seen any of this. Um, I think any any club worth their salt at this level would would, would love a manager like Josh. Um, but, you know, it, it, I don't see it happening, if, if I'm being honest with you. I don't see him leaving this project. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not so, so convinced uh, it's going to cost Boston a lot of money if they want it to happen because obviously Hereford are, are short because they've gone through uh, a, a Christmas where they've had to close up shop um, budgets are tight as we've seen with Leviando and Dan, Dan Smith leaving uh, we've, both players I get, guess if the budget was there for them to stay, would have stayed for the rest of the season. I think speaking to Leviando a couple of weeks ago, um, he wanted to stay and get first-team football, and he was excelling in Hereford. Uh, so, obviously, the budget, obviously, Ipswich would turn around and said, well, you've had him mm. for this long for this much. We want If you want him for the season, he's going to be this much because we've got other clubs looking at him now and wanting him, you know? Um, and he's gone back. So, yeah, it's... Um, what was the initial? Oh, it's Josh question. That's yeah. what I was getting. <laughs> I lost myself mid thought then. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously Hereford aren't going to let him go cheap. Um, Josh is tied in for this season and next season in a contract. Um, Boston want him. They'll have to approach Hereford with a sum for compensation. That's how it works. So, it may, hap- it may, may happen because Josh is based in Grimsby not far from Boston. So location-wise, and Josh would have a bigger budget there than he's got at Hereford. And brand new stadium, smaller, slightly smaller crowds, but I'm, I think it's a bigger budget than what Hereford have got, um, obviously. So he may want it to happen, but I think he's, 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 he's devoted to the Hereford project. But family and everything else that goes into a personal life you know sometimes it's the same with work life isn't it sometimes your personal life and you have to take a job for your personal life you know to make everything work alongside each other so maybe he might he might be turned by the boston job but hereford will be will have to will be compensated for it if he goes Uh, i'd like to think he doesn't go and and sticks with the hereford project which talking to him obviously from the start, that's where he's devoted to that project. But I'm not saying he won't you won't be turned by the Boston move if it comes in. There's been no confirmation apart from 
uh, piece in the non-league paper say linking him with the job. There's been no confirmation from either club that they're looking at it, and it's a possibility. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's where it's at really. Um, until I speak, I might speak to Josh on Thursday and I'll ask him about it um, and see see where he's at with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he'll probably, yeah. he'll probably just say that he's devoted to the Harris project until a deal struck. You know, he's not going to tell tell me anything, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, breaking the time. Not to tell. That's the <laughs> <problem>. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I mean, you know. Moving on, well, while Hereford still have Josh in charge, hopefully for for the foreseeable, um, Gateshead at home and Kitty at home, two two strong sides, um, Ben, but two home games at Edgar Street. Hopefully, crowds um, all back, COVID all gone away in the squad. You know, able to get some some funds through through the turnstiles. Um, how do you see the Gateshead game going? First of all, yeah, Gateshead a full time team. So, um, so naturally, they, sh- they should be pushing for that the promotion places. Um, they've got a good second in the league, uh, away record one six, drawn two, lost three. Uh, so, so a decent away record. Their home record's very good, uh, best in the league. But away from home, they're maybe a little bit more vulnerable. Um, so it's going to be a tough ask. Um, for a makeshift team, really, with if a centre back comes in, I think the 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 performance will be based on the defence. If if Hereford sort the defence out and get a centre back in, um, and it, and it works, then Hereford got all of all of a chance against Gateshead. If the defence starts looking shaky, and Gateshead have scored forty goals this season. Which is the most in the league, I think. Yeah, most in the league are forty goals. And if Hereford's defence looks shaky, yeah, there's going to be a lot of goals scored, isn't there? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I I believe the the end result will be will be based on how Hereford performed defensively. Um, luckily, Josh is a former defender, probably knows a lot of defenders, and hopefully, he knows a senior defender who's not playing football at the moment and is willing to come in and help him help his mate out for a month, hopefully. Nice. And uh, We can only hope. <laughs> that would be very nice. You know, foot, football's strange and weird things happen. and So who knows what where we'll be next week talking about the Gateshead and the Kiddie game because Kiddie are there to be shot at, remember. Now, now yeah. Kidderminster are singing Kiddie are massive everywhere they go. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are going to have one have a shot at Kidderminster now. <laughs> everyone, yeah, because everyone will be like, look, the, I think that, that you have to be distracted by a game of that magnitude, get yeah. to the FA Cup fourth round. And like, I don't think there'll be a better time to play them, mate, to be honest with you. Maybe not. Maybe not. There's, there, there, there's going to be distractions. There's going to be obligations for them to to meet press and meet radio and meet this and do this, that, the other and PR stuff. And they played the least amount of games because of their FA Cup run. So they're going to have a lot of games in a short spell. They're also without football over a lot, large part of Christmas, even though it didn't seem to matter on uh, in their win against Reading on uh, Saturday. And they are a good team. We've seen them at Agustry already in the trophy. They are a good team. But 
they are beatable, especially away. Four wins, four draws and a loss away from home kind of suggests there's definitely something there for Hereford. Um, but both both games um, against top five teams, Gateshead second, Kidderminster fifth. Um, so Hereford, if, they, if Hereford want to be in and out around them playoffs, they're, they're both games that, I mean, four points would be fantastic from 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 the two I games. Think, I think four points is probably a minimum that we we need really to get in and around there. I know things can change so quickly, but the way the way it's going, it's getting so congested. Uh, it is, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Like if if you if, if these games, if they don't pick any points from these two games, I, I'd go as far to say playoffs are almost a conclusion. Like it's it's gone. No, no. Long way to go. God. Do you think, mate? If you think, if you go to 23, 23, 23 points from 20, oh, mate, I don't know. I just can't, I can't see it happening. Yeah, teams have been like second from bottom and still got in that playoffs. Second from bottom at Christmas and still got in that playoffs. It's a ridiculous playoff system with so many teams getting in there. And it's a ridiculous league. I mean, look at, look at, look at how low on points Herbert were before November came. And look what happened in November. It only takes another month like that in March, or February and March, and you could be well up that league in no time at all because teams drop points left, right and centre. I mean, yeah, I mean, Brackley are top five points clear and they've they've lost three and drawn four this season. So there's there's seven games there where they've only picked up four points. I suppose you made five points clear at the top. So you see, you're right. It's so congested. I mean, Southport in sixth on thirty points, and then Hereford on sixteenth with twenty-three. So yeah. it's like, there's not not a lot in between sixth and sixteenth. Ten, 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 ten teams in that in that gap, and there's only a seven-point gap. So yeah, it's a lot, a lot to play for. A lot, hell of a lot of matches still to be played. Um, nothing's going to be decided, I don't think, before March. So, but it's true. Can't, home games are important in this league, and you can't afford to throw home home points away. So, I I, I think three points is a minimum from the two games. Um, one point would be disappointing. Anything less than three will be disappointing. Um, yeah, three points. I'd I'd be reasonably happy with three. Uh, anything else would be excellent. Absolutely. Um, and moving away from Hereford um, to Westfields, of course, having a very, very good period at the moment. Um, and they've just uh, signed Keanu Cooper, Ben. Yeah, Keanu's back. He was there um, in previous seasons for, for different playoff pushes, for promotion pushes even. And um, he went away to Shifnal Town. He's based in Ludlow, I think. So I don't know why he was playing at Shifnal maybe work or whatever else. But yeah, anyway, so he's back from Shifnal Town uh, for their running. He's ho- I think he, he's quietly confident in his gloves um, that they can really challenge this season. They're building a good squad and they're slowly building and but they've, they've got a big gap to catch uh, Bishop's Cleave. Bishop's Cleave will have to falter. Um, and also this week, John Mills is back. <laughs> he played against um, Hereford Laz Club and didn't score and William Wooten Bassett lost on Saturday so an, an unsuccessful trip back to Hereford for John Mills 
and he's back again this Saturday um, for his former club because obviously he was he was out of Westfields for a, a bit last season. But yeah, Westfields ten points behind Bishop leaders Bishop's Cleave with a game in hand. Um, if you think the um, National North's congested, you just want to see um, the Hellenic Premier. <laughs> I mean, Roman Glass St. George are in 10th on 44 points. Bradford Town second on 51. So that's seven points uh, between 10th and second. And um, Bishop Cleave, ten points, nine points clear of Bradford and 10 points clear of Westfield. Westfields have got a game in hand and they have got to play Bishop's Cleave. So that, that, that league's nowhere near finished, although it's more concluded than Hereford's league. Because Bishop's Cleave played 26 games, mm. which is a lot more than Hereford. I mean, there's eight more games than Hereford have played. Uh, so I think the National North should be a lot more towards that number than uh, than they're on in the 18-19 mark with uh, COVID still around and everything else. But yeah, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, it's time to revisit the Fantasy League, Ben. We left it last time. I'm going to revisit it now. Um, I'm currently sitting in 12th position, um, just a couple of points outside the top 10, which is good. I'm closing on the top ten, top eight as well. Um, ben, uh, you are sitting in 62nd. Is that good? It, it, yeah, you're starting to fall again, mate. You're starting um, to fall I again. To, I need to take Mo Salah out for a start, don't I? You, had to, you, re, you rose up. For a bit, you went. You were a top fifty for a little bit, and then and it's starting to all fall apart, mate. All starting <laughs> to fall apart now. It's all right. I'll be back on it next week. I'm going to have a look at it if I remember yeah. my login details. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you are losing, if any of you listeners are losing to Ben Goddard in the fantasy league, there is serious issues there, and you actually attend to it. <laughs> there is real right. issues. <laughs> you you have you have a, you need to watch some football. I'm looking at my uh, my fantasy league team now. And four of them, three of them have got a red explanation mark. I'm guessing they're mm-hmm. out long term. And one of them's got a yellow explanation mark. So I'm guessing he's out as well. So I need yeah. to make at least four changes. I'm a, I think there, there's a trick, isn't there, where you repick your team? No? You can use a wild card. You use wild card. You can pick any any amount of players you want different. Right. So, so use gonna that. Wild, I'm going to have to wild card it. As soon as as soon as we finish our our pod, I'm gonna wild card the team, <laughs> and uh, God knows who will be in there next week. <laughs> Listen back. Who Listen knows? next week and see that. See what. See me shoot up to fiftieth again. Oh, the, it's dizzy heights. Dizzy heights. Make sure you <laughs> uh, make sure you uh, don't get a nosebleed. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to the 24th episode of Balls Cast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Hereford Times, at Ben Goddard underscore HT, and at Chris Donish. And we will see you in the next episode. See you later.